The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he bent me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name, that happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. To the two-man power trip of wrestling, I'm your host JP John. Pause with me today. A very special guest, former U.S. Marine. He's of course a big-time NWA superstar, Mister Magic Man himself, Magic Jake Dumas. Jake, welcome to the two-man power trip. How you doing? Ta-da! How you doing? I'm 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 tired, and I just uh, I've had a busy day, but uh, I'm excited to be on the show. What is going on in your world? Are you preparing for NWA '74 or what? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've been uh, I've been excited for '74 um, and these next couple of weeks of tapings. Um, uh, obviously, just recently announced a big match against Mercurio. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been training every day of the week, uh, getting ready for that big matchup. So NWA '74 obviously will be a part of the 74th anniversary of the NWA mm-hmm. on August 27th and August 28th at the Chase, the legendary Chase in st louis missouri what's it like working in the chase i mean it's a legendary building so i actually talked about this on my social media uh just recently this is so cool um you know i was at 73 uh i was actually you know i was part of the ring crew for 73 Um, oh i didn't know that wow absolutely yeah um i um and you know i'm in, in any aspect of professional wrestling i've always been honored just to be a part of the team and 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 be able to help out and everything. Um, but I was, you know, I was standing 10 feet away from where Ric Flair was when, uh, he gave his address to the NWA family. Um, and I thought that was so cool, but what, what was even cooler is, uh, you know, last year I was ringing the bell for NWA 73 this year I was on the poster. So, um, it, it, the atmosphere at the chase is just, amazing like uh you, you've you know so many historic matches i can't remember how long it had been uh something 
27 or 37 some odd years where the chase did not allow wrestling to come back to that historic place um and to be a part of the nwa where obviously rick flair ricky the dragon steamboat um uh harley race all all of those guys uh who had once stepped foot in the ring at the chase now being able to stand where they stood it's like you know we're standing on the shoulders of giants right now and uh it's it's just so cool you can when you get in there you can you can feel the history of the building and how monumental the moment is and uh we're gonna see if uh on the on night two we're gonna see if mercurio can stand up to the moment like i can that's so cool though like to go from one spot in 73 it's like oh, i'm watching these legends and then you get thrown in the mix. I mean, you're right there with them. I mean, that, that's like a kind of a dream come true right there. Oh, it's crazy. It's, it's, you know, you don't get vindication a lot in this sport. Um, there's a lot of thankless nights. There's a lot of bumps that hurt more. Um, uh, Alex Taylor, who's uh, part of the deal uh, begotten with Jeremiah Plunkett, is a really good friend of mine. Um, and we travel around Tennessee and a lot of the surrounding areas a lot have this agreement that the bumps that hurt the worst are the ones in front of, you know, two or three people in the crowd that, you know, the promoter didn't promote very well. So, you know, we're, we're bumping and feeding in front of two or three people and sometimes nobody. Um, and that's kind of like, that's, that's my, you know, my word of confidence to a lot of people is just keep going because you never know where you're going to end up in a year. I, I, Looking back on my life two years ago, uh, I would have never imagined, you know, I'd be sitting here as Magic Jake DeMoss with, you know, my, all my black hair and everything that I've got going on for me right now. I, I never would have, coming from where I came from and growing up the way that I did, I, I would have never imagined I'd, I had the level of success that I have now. Very cool. And the mm -hmm. gimmick itself, it's so different than what you normally see because it makes you stand out more, right? I mean, to me, a lot of the guys that say, you know, generic wrestler A, B, it's like, okay, they may be able to good in the ring, but there's no investment in them. There's no character. That's where the magic kind of comes in, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's uh, there's a lot of tough guys in wrestling today. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's very few that can pull it off anymore. And I think I think the problem is, there, there aren't a lot of guys, a lot of people grow up and they're like, well, you know, they hear that old adage, you know, just turn yourself up to 11. And I think they, they think that that means I have to be bulletproof. I have to be Superman. I have to be this, that, or the other. And all it comes off as is, you know, I'm just angry wrestler A, B, or C who I'm looking for respect in the ring. I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking to be the champion. I'm looking to be the number one guy. If if it came down to Magic Jake, all, all I want you to do is believe. Believe in the magic. Where did that come from? Is it really like the greatest showman, almost like the Hugh Jackman thing? Or like where does that kind of emanate from? Uh, magic Jake is, it's, it's crazy uh, because Magic Jake truly, truly, is me turned up to 11. Um, a lot of the base roots of Jake are mine. Um, I, uh, I got, so the magic showman is one of my favorite, uh, or sorry, the, the greatest showman is one of my favorite, um, 
shows I've ever seen. Uh, it's it's a wonderful adaptation um, of a very good uh, musical stage play. Um, but I also, um, along with my background, I've been an actor for almost 10 years now. I'm, uh, I have my uh, Bachelor's of Fine Arts in uh, performance and directing. And that's kind of, uh, I, along with all of that, I actually am a magician. I know how to, Ooh. I actually know how to do magic. And uh, you'll, you guys will see in some, uh, some special segments coming up in uh, the next season uh, produced by the guys uh, between, uh, behind uh, This Is Pro Wrestling, um, you know, Gary and all those guys. Um, we are, we're going to do some backstage segments where you'll see me actually do a magic for the boys. And it's going to be, uh, I've, I've got a lot of cool stuff planned. Um, but yeah, uh, Magic Jake is just a, it's a mix of the greatest showman and, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, um, and, uh, mixed with gangs of New York. It's all of these things mixed in, but it's the, it's the parts that resonate with me that make the character real. And that's cool though. You were a musician, I mean, a magician, because it's like. Well, wow, this guy's playing a magic character. I don't know if that's believable. You really are a magician. It's very believable. I am. Yeah, yep. that's I'm awesome. One hundred percent a magician. Yep. Magician, pro wrestling. Like, how did how do those two come together? You know, uh, it's it's funny. Uh, growing up, like I had a very tumultuous uh, situation growing up, where a lot of times Friday nights and Monday nights were an escape for me. Um, and along with that. Uh, you know, I wasn't always the popular kid. I wasn't always, you know, the most liked. Um, and, you know, I, I would always try. And, and this is, this is not, this is not a, a PSA for anybody to do the same thing I did. Um, I wasn't always open to being myself for people to make them to make, to, to make friends that way. I was always trying to find out, you know, what can I do for people so they'll like me? Um, and that's actually how I ended up learning magic. Um, it was just a, it was it was a good way to make friends and you know get attention. Where I guess I was craving that at a young age, but it it turned out to be a um, turned out to help me a lot in the long run. Um, obviously, where I am now. So, so it's almost like you're doing some magic tricks, and people are starting to like you because you could do cool tricks and cool stunts. But they're also paying attention to you, so you know you become either friends or friendly with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's it's so crazy because it's in a it's in a carny esque way, you know. Yeah. I'm tricking you into being my friend because you know I'm entertaining to you, so you'll keep me around. But um, that and that's the part that's real about Magic Jake is uh, it's you know I'm I'm you know I I hope you're entertained by my magic, which will keep keep me around in your eyes. It's funny the carny aspect, magicians, wrestling. I mean, carny, and it goes right in the middle of those two, right? Absolutely, that's the connection. Yep. Absolutely. So with you, with you, like, do you like the fact that you're going to be, you know, ex as far as like the magician stuff, exploring that aspect of, of like yourself and kind of maybe delving into your past a little bit? Because it's almost like you're going backwards to go forward with Magic Jake. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think. Uh, People, you know, people always heralded uh, the Undertaker for being the greatest story ever told in pro wrestling. Um, 
I I'm I will go on to make a statement now that I I believe Magic Jake will be one of will go down as I I don't think I'll ever I don't think anybody will ever compare to the Undertaker, but um, I I will I will stand up right now and tell you that I Magic Jake will be one of the greatest stories ever told in professional wrestling, and that's because it will be a real story. Now, obviously, with you is the lovely and beautiful CJ Christy Janes. Right. Well, how is that relationship? How does that go? Do you like need this? Like, not like you need a second because the magicians always have a second. Is mm-hmm. was that like kind of the gist behind it almost? Like of putting you guys together? Um. So, you know, CJ was uh, CJ was a very talented individual, um, and there was. It's not necessarily that something was missing from the gimmick. It was uh, what is. I guess there was, you know, I say this a lot because I teach, I teach at a wrestling school in Hendersonville. I'm not ever telling you, you know, there's a way to do a move or a segment or a spot and it's good, right? It's, it's, it's the bare minimum. It will get you by. It will, um, it's always, it, it, it will work in a wrestling match. Um, then there's great, great, something everybody wants to watch. They'll see it. They'll never question it. And then there's amazing, right? There's always, and I tell my guys this all the time. There's always a, a, a room to make it to amazing. No one's ever going to be perfect. That's unattainable. You can't be perfect. You'll have perfect moments, but sometimes you're, you're just striving for amazing. CJ was the part that took me from great to amazing. Um, she's so talented. She does very well. She's she's so smart about her movements and her choices. Um, and it's it's she's a very integral part to the character at this moment. And uh, it I'm I'm so glad they they <laughs> they stuck me on to her uh, so that uh, you know we're we're working together a lot. Uh, to bring some really cool stuff to the table. I like the the pairing. I mean, obviously she's great, but like you know, you're kind of coming up, and and this character is really starting to build himself up. So I always like when a character has a second or a manager, a valet it could be it could be a manager, male too, but really the female valet, like Cross and WWE with uh, Scarlet or right. Miz when he has Maurice. It just enhances the guy. It's almost just more grand for some reason. It just it enhances the character to me. Yeah, it's it's. And, it, and it's nothing to, I mean, you don't look at those guys and go, oh, that's the second fiddle. You don't look at those guys and say, oh, that person's unimportant or they couldn't, they're not going to, they don't work one way or, the, way or the other. They're not as important as the person that they're coming down with. It's, 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 it's not an enhancement of one person. It's a tale of two people. And that's, that is incredibly important um, because you can have managers. I mean, there's. I can tell you this, you're never going to think about Killer Cross without Scarlett Bordeaux. You're never going to think about, um, you're never going to think about Miz without Maurice. Um, you're never going to think about, um, you, you're not going to think about these uh, big characters without their uh, their versions of assistance. Uh, but I, I mean, I would argue that CJ down the line is going to become Way, if you think she's important now, she she 
she is way way more important in the in the in in the long game than anybody. Macho Man Elizabeth style. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say that. I think it's 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 so much more than uh, even that story. It's so complicated, but. I'll, I'll save I'll save the magic for a little bit later. I don't want to I don't want to spoil any tricks that I've got down the line. Nice, a true magician there. You don't want to spoil the the tricks, right? I mean, that's that's right. the uh, the name of the game. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So with NWA, I know people are going to say kind of like maybe a generic answer, but give me something different here about Billy because you know Billy Corgan obviously runs NWA, owns NWA, but they're like, oh, he's great. He's from Smashing Pumpkins. He brings his celebrity, but tell us, you know. Maybe a little bit something we haven't heard about Billy. Billy Corgan uh, has one of the most. He's he's. I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this. When it comes to creative, there is so many tears to his brain that he sometimes like it'll make your head spin. How how much how much Billy thinks about creative and how he thinks about connecting the dots and everything. But another thing that Billy does very well is he, he can see the truth in characters. He can see the truth in people and he pushes people towards that truth. Um, you know, Billy, I, I've actually grown very, very close to Billy uh, since, since, becoming magic jake um uh and he's given me so many opportunities and i'm so thankful for everything he's ever done for me um him uh uh pat kenny obviously a lot of the agents backstage at nwa um but billy also understands that he you know he he can't wear every hat like he he understands that he he needs creative help he needs he needs multiple viewpoints because once you once you proclaim that you're the man that knows everything now you know nothing right um you you can't you can't try to head a whole company by yourself so i think billy knows very and it's so it, it's so cr- billy's one of the most interesting people to ever talk to um and you know, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes it's to his detriment, and sometimes it's to its favor. Um, but it's it's so it's always it, you never know what's going to happen next with Billy Corgan, um, and and that's that's what's so cool. Like Billy, Billy has shared his his uh, how he was brought up and everything with me, and I see a lot of similarities about you know being a fighting artist and you when billy when billy was coming up this is this is the big chip on billy's shoulder when he was coming up just like kind of like i was everyone told him no there was and it there there was nobody that would that would take him on or believe in him um and for all for 99.999% 99.999% of people in this in in the entertainment industry that will crush your soul that will that'll keep you from doing anything ever again uh but like me for some reason and I don't understand what it is 
there is this, I, I love that feeling. I, I love it when people don't, don't, don't think I'll become something. I love that feeling when people overlook me and they don't think that I'm important enough to be considered. And I think Billy loves that feeling too. Count me out. Count, count, count us out. Don't pay attention to us. Don't look at us. And we, we will, we will completely and utterly take everything you've ever had. And we'll, we'll, we'll rise above everything and become these major, major players. The little chip on the shoulder, if you will. It's, you know, the chip on the shoulder thing is so, is so like, if you were to think of it as a chip on the shoulder, a chip on the shoulder, like whenever I think of chip on the shoulder stories, I think of Tom Brady, you know, yep, picked, you know, I can't remember if it was sixth or seventh round. Um, but he went into it going, oh, I was picked in the sixth or seventh round. You know, I'm going to show you that I should have been a first round pick. When I, that's what I think of when I think of pick, uh, chip on the shoulder. I think it's more than that. I think it's, I'm going to do this or I'm going to die. That that's that I can't, I, I can't remember uh, who the, who the uh, speaker was that, that always spoke on this topic, but there's, if, and someone out there is going to, is going to say it and thank God that person's there. Um, there's an old motivational speaker that says, when you change your brain to say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to die. That changes how you think about things. There's when you go, it is this or non-existence that changes how you play the game. That changes how you approach it. And I think that's how me and Billy work. It's I will, I will build this temple or I will burn down with it. And that's, that's such a, it's such like chip on the shoulder means I didn't get picked in the sixth or seventh round. The way that me and Billy look at this is if I, if I'm not going to do, if I'm not going to make this then I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. It, it's my, it's my life. Gotcha. Much deeper than that. I got you. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. With him, I interviewed him. I just want to say maybe about a year ago. So I was just surprised at like his wrestling knowledge. Cause you know, you hear like, Oh, this famous person's a fan. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you almost like say, Oh yeah. Brush off. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're a big fan. He's like a historian almost with the stuff he knows. Absolutely. He's absolutely a historian. He's a, uh, I mean, obviously we're bringing back the U S tag belts, um, and the women's television championship. Um, he is all about history, all about prestige. And, um, a lot of people, a lot of people in the company will call him a collector for the NWA's stuff. And it's not really, I don't really see it like that. I see him as a historian because these these things are important. It's important to have the originals. It's important to have the history. It's important to have the, you know, the guys that are 50, 60, 70 years old still in the back with us at NWA because it's not about collecting everything the NWA has ever done. It's about rebuilding the empire that was the NWA from those ashes and, and bringing those along with us. So people understand that it's not a company that, you know, started from this small thing and blew up into a big thing. It was a, it was an empire that fell that we are rebuilding. 
I love it. You kind of, you know, it's like old school, obviously with the new school flavor, but I just love that he's so passionate and so into it, not just for the fact that he was a fan. I mean, he's a super fan. I mean, or, or like mm-hmm. you said, and I even said like a huge historian. So it's much deeper, much more important to him than just like, oh, I like to like to have these belts. Let's add them on. You know, he, he definitely, he loves it. It's an obsession. I would yeah. say it's a healthy obsession. I was just curious, like, were you always like a, a big wrestling fan? You want to get in? Like, did you follow NWA? Like, went back in, you know, when it was hanging and banging, or were you just kind of, you know, maybe a casual fan? Uh, so like I said, uh, when I was a kid, I used I used wrestling as an escape. So, man, it's crazy. I don't I don't even look at it as like I was a fan of it. It was something I needed. Like, so I, not I, casual, not just Monday Friday no, casual. Like, no, you're no, loving no. it, yeah. Yeah, I, I I I followed it and everything. And from when I didn't, I wasn't into the NWA when I was a child. But ever since I've been in the company, I've gotten very much more in tune with NWA. And I've even gone back further. Um, you know, I watch I watch so much way older stuff than the NWA now. There's, you know, I'm watching 1940s. French catch wrestling right now to work on my wow. game. Wow. Um, I'm watching old, uh, you know, uh, British world of sports from like the 1960s to, to figure out, to, to sharpen my edge. And, um, you must be hanging out with Tom Latimer. He said he's been watching some world of sport. <laughs> absolutely. That's Tom. First of all. Okay. Tom, Jeremiah Plunkett and Tom Latimer, uh, taught me at the tried and true Academy. Um, in Clarksville, Tennessee. It was owned by uh, Anthony Mayweather. Still owned by Anthony Mayweather. It's still there. Um, and, you know, I've, I've grown up. Tom has watched me grown up, grow up in this business. And uh, I, I, like I said, I live in Hendersonville. I live like 10 minutes away from Tom. I see him every, I almost see him every day. Um, but yeah, we're always, him and I are always working on stuff. And uh, we watch a lot of that stuff. Did you always want to be a wrestler? I know, like you were a magician stuff. Did you always say, I'm, I'm, "I want to do that"? Like, I want to, you know, be in the business. Uh, funny enough, uh, growing up, I growing up, I wanted to be a wrestler, and then you know, reality hit. Um, I, I kind of looked at myself and I went, "I've got to get out of the situation that I'm in. Um, I need to." I need to go into an environment where I can be constructive instead of destructive. Uh, so I went to the military. I was in the Marine Corps. Um, and uh, I actually was married during the Marine Corps. And I, uh, unfortunately, I was, I was uh, retired from the Marine Corps. Um, I would still be doing it today if I could. Um, and my ex-wife, this is so... that I. Truly, there is a lot that I owe to my ex-wife because I wouldn't be where I am unless she had said this. But one day I came home from work. Uh, I had I had this grueling, excruciating uh, ki- kitchen job in downtown Nashville. And, uh, you know, I had just worked a 12-hour shift. I'm covered in oil and grease and food. And, you know, I got oil and grease in my hair and I coming through the door, I'm tired. I'm just destroyed from the day. I just want to take a shower and go to bed. Um, and it's like midnight. 
And I walk in and she's sitting at the kitchen table with a glass of wine. And she kind of looks at me and she goes, Jake, I know what I want to do with my life. And I went, oh, no, here we go. Wow, what's this going to be? If you need a right, whole glass right. of wine to tell me. Yep. Um, she looks at me and she kind of pauses for a second. She goes, I want to be a professional wrestler. And I went, absolutely, 100%. Let's do it. And she never, she never knew about my love of professional wrestling. And she didn't know anything about that. She's like, this is not at all what I thought you would do. And I was like, you don't know this, but I have been a super fan of professional wrestling my entire life. And uh, we, we kind of went, we went as a bonding experience. And uh, when we went to the school, initially, you know, you got to pay for the school, wrestling schools, you know, it's, it's not the most expensive thing in the world, but it's, it's pricey. Um, and you know, the Plunkett and Tom told me the, you know, the obligatory, oh, you're doing great. Great front roll. Wow. You really look great in that ring, you know, stepping around, you know, the, the stuff that, you know, all these teachers are going to say just to make sure they keep their students, you know, they're going to, they're going to, not that Plunkett or Tom were ever too much like that. They were always just, they were more along the lines of, you know, you're going to get it. You'll get there. Um, but, you know, I, I remember after a little bit in the beginner's course of tried and true, uh, I think it was three or four weeks in, Tom was watching me. He was the teacher for the uh, intermediate and advanced courses. He was watching me and he pulled me to the side and he goes, hey, man, I know we tell a lot of these guys to keep going. They're doing great and everything and all this. But he pointed at me and he goes, you get it. For some reason, you you are head and shoulders above everybody else in this class. Um, you're, you understand this so much more than you're, you're, these guys are getting it. You are nailing it. Um, and I remember listening to that and going, wow, I, you know, I could really do this. And at the end of my beginner's course, uh, Plunkett sent me my review for the uh, entirety of the course and I'll, I'll never forget it. There's a line at the end of that course. I still have it. I still have that review to this day. I looked at it a lot. And it says, keep your head down, keep learning, keep growing. And I think you will, you will exceed and go much further than you ever believed you ever could have. And I still, and I, I thank Plunkett to this day for my whole entire career because there's a lot of times where I was bumping in front of two or three people and I was ready to give up. And I, I look at that a lot and it and it keeps me going very cool and obviously they weren't bullshitting you you know what i mean like they oh, really yeah. they really saw something in you yeah yeah and i'm and i'm i'm so happy that they did um you know along along that same question i was uh i didn't it, it didn't occur to me until just recently especially as i was growing as magic jake um that now it's not about me it's not about me wanting to be a professional wrestler anymore. It's about me being, it's so much more important than, you know, money or championships or anything like that. I want to be the guy that when kids are having a rough time and they don't feel like they're being appreciated and when they don't feel like they're being loved and they don't feel like they're valued enough in society, I want to be the guy that they look at and they go, Nope, he did it. I can do it. I can keep going. If, if, 
my whole career, if if I go my whole career and one one little kid is watching me and they go, I I'm gonna keep going because he said he could he 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 kept going and look at where he is. If that little kid keeps going just for one more day longer, just because they saw me do my silly magic tricks and bump around in the ring, then all of it will all of it will have been worth it. Very cool though, like to be a fan and make it like do your magician stuff and, and you know, you know what I mean? Like you kind of put everything together that you always wanted to be when you were younger, but slowly but surely you get there as an adult. It's almost like uh you know, like a little bit of a premonition. You you set out to do it and, and you really achieve the goals. That and that that's another thing that I would I would I would encourage people to do. A lot of people think that so many things are unattainable. Right. They 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 think that, you know, everything's impossible. I I do think there is such a level of you know, of delusion and disillusion. And you can really, a lot of people can gas them up to gas themselves up to a point where, you know, they are, (laughs) they're, they're just like, like I said, they're delusional. They're, they're so they're at the point where they think their shit doesn't stink so much that, you know, they can do it, whatever they want in whatever they want. Um, But as like, I still don't think I'm to the point where, um, you know, global recognition and fame and fortune and all this, that, and the other, but it's, you know, it's weird going to places now and people knowing who I am and knowing my name before I ever introduce myself to them and people wanting to know me and wanting to talk to me and all this stuff. Uh, uh, suffice that's enough about me, uh, suffice to say, if you pursue, I, uh, there's, there's something called the, uh, there's a book called the alchemist. Um, and there's a really important lesson in it about once you, once you start constructing the road to your dreams, the universe starts, it, it starts making those things available to you. Once you start putting your plan in action to achieve your dreams, the whole, I think that the exact quote is once you, once you start making steps towards your dreams, the universe conspires to help you. And it's, and it's, it's that, it's that meeting of drive, passion, work ethic, and then a little bit of luck. It's that little bit of luck that's going to come along sooner or later that you're going to, you're going to get that little bit of luck. And as if you are prepared, if you've been working, if you've been trying this whole time, that's when you break through. Very well said. You're very, very uh, profound there. I like that. Yeah. 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 With you, just in general, what's like, what's a goal of yours for NWA? I mean, are you looking at the top? You're looking at the big goal, uh, the, the big goal. I mean, what, do you, what are we looking at here? Or I'm sorry, the uh, 10 pounds of gold um, as far as the title. It would be really cool if it was the big gold belt. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, 10 pounds of gold. Yeah. 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 <laughs> on top of that, you know, 10 pounds of gold is obviously the, it is the it is the championship of all championships of in professional wrestling. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, you know, it's always been a fool's errand to say, "Oh, I want to be the champion," or "I want to be the number one guy." Saying that when you when you put that out in the universe and you say, "I want to be the number one guy," um, you'll never it'll never happen because people will say, you know, 
this guy's this guy's in it just for the fame or this guy's in it for the attention i i want to be looked at as the reason the nwa empire was built again i want people to look i want people to look at the end whenever whenever people say i see the end whenever people are watching the nwa they're gonna go magic jake built that that was this was the this was the empire that magic jake built because right now you know we have our foundation in nick aldis and trevor murdoch and ricky morton and um, you know tyrus everybody that has already come they've laid the foundation now it's time to erupt now it's time to construct the empire and i want i want to be the per i don't want to be i don't want to be the emperor i want to be the because the emperor will die one day i want to be the the empire of the nwa i want people i want people 120 years from now when when nwa is the number one wrestling promotion in the world i want people to look at it and go this is because magic jake paved the way magic jake was one of the guys that paved the way as we hit the wind down we head towards the finish here you've got obviously the big nwa 74 coming up 74th anniversary show chase ballroom <laughs> August 27th, 28th, two-night affair, because that's how big it is, night one and night two. But give us one last big sell for the Mercurio match with you and obviously CJ with the, uh, by your side. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Mercurio, Mercur Mercurio's, you know, he's lived his whole life. He's one of the fortunate people that has been, you know, talented and good-looking and loved by all these ladies. And he is, uh, he's wanted. And I don't think he understands exactly what it feels like to, to be unwanted and to be looked over and to be forgotten and to be the person that's not, not going to be chosen. And the person that had to, you know, reform themselves pound by pound by society's hammer to be something that everybody wants to see and wants to have. So I'm going to show Mercurio what it's like to not be one of the beautiful people. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. If there's one thing that I will tell Mercurio before NWA 74 is to make sure that you stay sharp. Stay sharp, Mercurio, because I know I will. And obviously the pay-per-view will be available wherever you get the pay-per-views and Fight TV. And there's still uh, some tickets available at nwatix.com as well. But where do you see yourself? Let's just say NWA 74 and beyond, maybe even beyond wrestling. Like, Where do you see yourself in a few years? I know you said kind of, you know, the leader of the empire, but just on, on the grand scope, like where do you see yourself and maybe just your career? Because I know you do some acting as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm... I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, um, I will always be a professional wrestler. I'm not one of those, one of those guys that wants to leave for Hollywood. Obviously, you know, if the money comes and the, and the, and the movies come calling, I will take, you know, I'll take my turn at, you know, a few, a few of those movies and everything. But, um, you know, I, I love the NWA. I, they are, they are the reason that I am who I am now. And if, if any, I'll, I'll say this, if any, if anybody else came calling, I would be, 
I would, I'm, I'm completely open and, and, and welcoming to any calls, but just, but just understand you've got to, you've got to show me that you are going to love me as much as the NWA has loved me and has done for me. And, uh, so far. So I will tell you the future is wide open for magic Jake and CJ. Um, and I will tell you that magic can be very, very, very grand. It can be wonderful. It can be scary. It can be destructive. It can be creative. Um, but the most important thing is that you have to believe. Love it. Spoken, spoken like a true showman right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we mentioned, NWA 74 is going to be big time coming up. But where can everybody find you, social media, otherwise, and, and maybe some other stuff you got going on? Uh, yeah, it's uh, super easy to find me. I am Magic Jake Dumas, uh, D-U-M-A-S, not dumbass, not dumbass, <laughs> Dumas, like Frederick Dumas. Um, it is uh, Magic Jake Dumas on Twitter, Magic Jake Dumas on Instagram, and the Magic Jake Dumas on uh, Facebook. Nice. Thank you again uh, for all the time, Magic Jake, and we'll all be looking forward to NWA 74, which will be at the Chase Ballroom, like I said, the 27th, 28th. Coming up very, very soon. Good luck to you, and obviously, good luck to CJ as well. I mean, this is going to be a a big time show for the uh, for the Magic Man. So, thank you, Jay. Absolutely, thank you for having me on. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies, brother.